Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Tired of the rut you're stuck in but don't know what to do? Change it up! Life Transitions expert, speaker and best-selling author Paula Shaw will be leading the charge each week exploring topics that inspire men and women to welcome change and create a new kind of conversation. Join a movement that encourages truth, respect, innovation and cooperation at home, in the workplace and around the world. Ready to change it up? Here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. I am delighted to have you here with me today. And we are being brought to you by Sherry Blair, the financial consultant whose passion is helping women to grow beautiful financial futures. She's all about educating them so that they can spend their money and use their money wisely and make it last. Sherry is reachable at 619-997-0416 or at sherryblair.com, spelled C-H-E-R-I-B-L-A-I-R.com. So, welcome to Change It Up Radio. I'm Paula Shaw. As most of you know, I'm an author, a speaker, and a life transitions expert. My work is all about guiding men and women through change and the challenges that it creates. So, if you want to learn more about that, how I do that, and who I work with, you can get that information at paulashaw.com. The reason I created this show is because change is a part of life that is never going away. And we have this kind of love-hate relationship with it. You know, we need it or we'll get bored to death, but we hate the discomfort of it. And, and my hope with this show is that I can bring you some amazing beings who are, so we can spotlight the groundbreaking innovators who are creating change and bring you the stories and information that help you understand it so that you can become more comfortable with it and embrace it rather than resisting it because that never seems to go well. Because like I said, it's happening whether we want it or not. So I always like to say, get out of your rut and change it up. It's always easier that way. So yesterday we did a show about male sexuality. Today we are going to be talking about male-female relationships mayhem or mystery. I am really excited about this show because in just a little while, you're going to be meeting my guest, Matt Sanders, who is a therapist who works with people who are dealing with family relationships, male-female relationships, and even addictions that affect families and relationships. So I'll be telling you a whole lot more about Matt very shortly. But we're, we're dealing with a very interesting and kind of strange time right now because, you know, the Me Too movement and Time's Up, it's in the news almost every day. You know, women are making a stand about not allowing any kind of harassment, any kind of dialogue at the workplace or even in the home or among friends that makes them feel in some way marginalized or objectified. I think... I think women are starting to really come to um, a deep integration of realizing that they have brains and they want to be respected for those brains. They They want opportunities to come because of their brains and what they can contribute. And there's sort of another little piece there that's tricky, which is how do you stay feminine and still be able to use your brain and accept those bigger jobs or those bigger responsibilities because you do have a a meaningful contribution to make. So it's a juggling act in many ways these days, you know. Women want to be respected and, and they don't want to be objectified and yet they also are women. And you know, we're, we're hardwired to attach to men or to male-female energies, you know, depending on who the beings are. 
we tend to work best when there's masculine energy and there's feminine energy in the relationship. But we don't think like they do, and they don't think like we do. So it's always just a little bit tricky. I, I once uh, did some training with a, <clears throat> a woman named Allison Armstrong who has a wonderful program called Understanding Men Celebrating Women. And after realizing how differently men are wired from women, I kind of walked away going, whoever came up with this idea that men and women were supposed to be together? It's like, we're just not alike at all. Most of them don't like to shop. They are not into details. This is one of the things, I'll bet a lot of women out there can relate to this. I can remember a time my husband came home and told me that our best friends were getting a divorce. And I said, why? And he said, I don't know. And I said, well, well, what are the problems? What's happening in the relationship? He said, I don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? Didn't you ask? And he's like, no. I said, why didn't you ask? He said, I didn't care. They're getting a divorce. And that, that right there, ladies, I know so many of you can relate. Like, men don't need all the details we need. And yet, you know, we, we are trying to figure out how to communicate with them. And they, by the way, are trying to figure out how to communicate with us. I mean, I have male clients tell me, clients tell me all the time, she just keeps saying it over and over and over again. I heard it the first time. And I was just this morning asking a female client, why do we do that? You know, why do you think we keep repeating what we, what we already told them, sort of like they didn't hear it? Or if they don't do something about it, we're assuming that they didn't get it. So maybe the next time we say it, they're going to hear it differently. I don't know. It doesn't usually seem to work. And I have a feeling that in the process of doing that, we are, we're creating a relationship with our men that becomes more adversarial because we're not being their friends. We're not creating fun and connection together in those relationships. So my guest today is going to teach us a lot from the masculine side and what he's seen of the feminine side, though don't worry, ladies, I'm going to be there bringing on the feminine side. But we're going to find out better ways to bring men and women together in relationship, better ways to, um, to learn how to talk to each other, I think, how to respect each other. That's a word I really want to talk about for a second, respect. Because a lot of men are saying to me these days, I don't know what it's okay to say and what's not okay to say. I mean, what, I, I'm afraid to tell a lady at work that her outfit looks nice. And I think maybe one of the simplest things to keep in mind is that if what you're saying is respectful, and that goes both for women and for men, if what you're saying is respectful, it's probably going to be well-received. But if what you're saying isn't, if it's insulting, if it's degrading, if it's kind of treating another human being either like they don't matter or they don't have a live brain cell, then it's probably not going to be well-received. So that word, respect, might be just a great kind of litmus test of whether or not what you're about to say is a good thing to say. And the other thing we also want to keep in mind is that our communication and our conversations are what lay the groundwork and set the tone of the relationship. So if we're not respectful, if we're not into honoring the partner that we're speaking with, whether that's a colleague at work or someone in, that we're in a relationship with, we need to remember that we're humans and that I think if we talk to each other in a kind, respectful, loving way, we're pretty much going to come out okay. I think that those, if we keep those things in mind, the rest should fall into place. But there are some questions that we're going to be considering in our next segment with Matt Sanders. And those questions are going to be issues like, are men frustrated about not knowing exactly what their place is these days? 
are men's frustrations coming out in anger, violence, even sexual violence? Do men feel needed? Or are they having trouble finding where they fit in? How can they deal productively with feminism? Why do men turn to porn? And are women also turning to porn? In yesterday's show, we discussed pornography addiction in depth, and I was pretty amazed to to read the statistic that 98% of married men have looked at porn in the last six months. And, And the statistics about women who are also engaged in porn use, not necessarily addiction, but you know, use can lead to addiction. Those were really incredibly high too. So we need to look at what's happening in relationships that we're not connecting enough with each other. How does one get comfortable with vulnerability? Because that seems to be an important key. Um, And how can men and women work together to make things better? These are some of the questions that I'm going to be talking to Matt Sanders about when we come back from this break. So don't go away because let's see what he has to say about how men and women can do better in connecting with each other and in creating happy, productive, um, supportive relationships. Okay, we'll be right back with Matt Sanders. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number Z- For those looking to improve their lives, there's nobody better to turn to than Paula Shaw. Paula helps people regain successful lives by identifying and eliminating self-sabotaging behavior using a multitude of mind-body techniques to identify and resolve their core issues. Working with a wide variety of healing modalities, she provides her clients with the most effective process for their specific needs. To book a session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw, brought to you by Sherry Blair, the financial consultant who helps women to grow beautiful financial futures. Sherry can be reached at 619-997-0416 or at sherryblair.com, spelled C-H-E-R-I. B-L-A-I-R dot com. All right. As promised in this segment, we are going to be talking about male-female relationships, mayhem or mystery, or maybe even successful, amazing thing. Mm. Once we get advice <laughs> from Matt Sanders. <laughs> you came up with that title. Uh, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> uh, well, I'm hoping you're going to Tell me what the answers are. Okay, got it. So let me tell you who is here in studio with me today. Matt Sanders, <clears throat> who is in an MS in psychology and interdisciplinary social sciences, and also in family studies and human development. He's a therapist, trainer, and consultant for over 25 years, 
who focuses on trauma resilience, couples intimacy, and family relationships. His counseling fosters healthy relationship development, stronger family dynamics, deeper couple intimacy by infusing awareness, defusing drama, and replacing trauma patterns with insights and emotional skills. Sounds like somebody everybody I know needs. Mm. <laughs> His interdisciplinary <laughs> approach combines evolutionary psychology, behavioral genetics, and dialectical behavioral skill development to impact sessions. He's a father, a partner, an athlete, writer, and musician, and an actually really fun, funny man. So I, with no further ado, want to introduce you to Matt Sanders. Thank you, Paula Shaw. Thanks for having me. <laughs> welcome. You are so welcome for being here. Um, so we were talking about all that male-female stuff, mm-hmm. some of which seems to be kind of confusion on the part of men these days. And I think, I actually think women are equally confused about how to deal with men. I think, you know, women feel like, well, for example, let me open with this question that right. every woman I know I'll brace myself. will bake me to ask. <laughs> okay, here's something I swear every woman I know has experienced, including myself, and nobody really understands exactly how it happens. So, you meet a man, and he seems to be into you, and he actually pursues you. He texts you, he calls you, he takes you on dates. And, and just as you think, wow, this could be the one, something really cool seems to be developing here, you get the phone call that says, um, you know, I, I think I need some space. I, I'm just not really ready for a commitment. I'm just not really ready for a relationship. What is that about? Why the big pursuit if you're not ready? <laughs> Uh, that's that's an interesting question, but I, I think also it's it's important to kind of understand not just how men are kind of driven biologically, mm-hmm. which is in pursuit mm-hmm. uh, to risk True. take a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think um, we're we're set up that way, right? In, in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Um, then there's the training we get, the on-the-job training of uh-huh. of, of being a man, uh, being masculine. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's the training we get from our peers, uh, adult males, uh, the locker room, you know, wherever we, the school <laughs> bus, wherever we're told and taught to be masculine, mm-hmm. um, we can find this pursuit model. Um, pursuit, in a way, for men is like a deeper sense of grit. Okay, so okay. it's like uh, enacting a fearlessness or a perseverance. Uh, uh, really kind of stepping into what's masculine, uh, which is to take charge or take control. And so mm-hmm. all, this, all this whole model that we've, we've sat in for years, uh, definitely it, it penetrates, definitely it permeates us. Mm-hmm. And so what we might do is get over our heads. What we often do uh, is get over our heads. That's what we're taught. Get over your head, learn on the job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Un- unfortunately, <laughs> when it comes to intimacy, uh-huh. Uh, when we do that, we often find that how we're over our head is that we're not very good at the intimate stuff. We're good at the pursuit stuff. Right. But we fall a little short about what that means. The prize is the person's attention and affection. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we've got to learn, I think, in the masculine is that the prize is the ability to become vulnerable enough to express yourself and be deeply intimate to take that risk. That's a whole other leap. It is a whole other leap and almost a whole other genre because, right. it, and stop me if I'm wrong because I'm not a guy, but that first pursuit thing, isn't yeah. that usually sexually motivated? Yeah, I'd be lying if, uh, if, it, if it didn't have, if desire wasn't a big part of that mm-hmm. in us. Um, and again, not to make all men out to be uh, you know, into sexual conquest. I think really what it is is acceptance. Okay, say more about that. Well, we're looking to be accepted for who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very often we put on a show of who we're not. This is the irony. Oh. Uh, we're trying to, we're trying to uh, connect with someone at a level where they, we think they'll be impressed enough to accept us mm-hmm. and to give us a prize, which is uh, attention or love or sex mm-hmm. or whatever currency we can find in the right. feminine. And that, in a way, tends to complete the masculine. 
But it's um, it's kind of a pyrrhic victory, you know. We 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 have a, there's a lot more casualty in us as men when we don't follow through uh, with our integrity, uh, our depth, mm-hmm. our, you know, our real interest in the person. Uh, we're always too busy trying to impress. Uh, and, and less more in the listening mode mm-hmm. and trying to hold. I think as men, we're really good holders of emotion. We can really contain emotion well. Uh, but when it comes to that emotion uh, rejecting us or uh, maybe not complimenting us, mm-hmm. um, losing our balance a little bit, uh, like I said, getting over our head, feeling intimate, but not really sure where that other person's coming from, mm-hmm. we might be in the action of severing before we find out the answer as to whether or not, you know, we're ah. going to get that, get what we're looking for. So it's sort of like cut your losses and run because you're feeling a mm-hmm. little uncomfortable. Yeah, they say it's a fear of intimacy for men, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I think it's not an actual fear of intimacy. As men, we can be very intimate, actually, with each other, very close, very connected, good friendships, mm-hmm. really listen to one another. I don't know if you've ever seen two men who care about each other talk to each other. Yeah. But it's it's quite amazing. It I is. think a lot of women watching go, why can't you do that with me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, similarly, uh, when men are watching uh, their wives or a significant other talking to another woman, mm-hmm. they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why don't we share like that? Yeah. And it, it's more a lack of practice than it is a deep lack of understanding. We are different creatures. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake. Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amen. Truly, yeah. truly different. Uh, you know, even sort of biologically watching the brain work and think, mm-hmm. uh, we're quite different. Mm-hmm. And 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 yet. We're drawn to each other, hmm. you know, so we got to figure out how to make this work. And you used a word a minute ago, vulnerability, that mm-hmm. I think is pretty loaded. It's a pretty loaded word for a lot of men. I mean, a lot, oh, yeah. a lot of men I know, vulnerability, <clears throat> you know, is like saying, you know, let's, let's pull your tooth right now rather right. than, you know, <laughs> with no <laughs> anesthesia. No, not at all. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a deep fear of weakness. It just doesn't fit in, in the playbook. Right. They don't, men don't see how being vulnerable actually translates to courage. They haven't, yeah. We haven't sorted that out yet. Yeah, and yet that's exactly what, be, being vulnerable right. is the most courageous right, move. Right. And as a woman, when a man is vulnerable, <clears throat> my God, that's so bonding. You know, that's so, right. it's, its impact is not lost, I think, on, on most women. Obviously, we can't speak for everybody. In, in right circumstances, I think, too. Right. This is the other interesting thing, is that women are initially attracted to confidence more than anything else. Mm, that's true. Uh, confidence feels like intelligence. Mm-hmm. It feels like power. It mm-hmm. uh, feels like uh, kind of self-assuredness. Yes. Uh, and it's difficult in initial meetings to translate between kind of hyper-ego uh, and just a deep sense of self-worth. Right. So when you see someone like mm. that, that feels that it feels powerful mm-hmm. is something you want to be close to right you know I, you can't show up vulnerable you can't show up kind of sad. <laughs> you know i just want you to know that i'm having a really difficult day and deep down i'm not very confident about who i am as a man you know to try selling that not in the, the first, first day, day. Yeah, try yeah. selling that one. <clears throat> but but i guess that's what i mean men will translate it as weakness ah. but to say i'm uncertain uh, i don't know what you're feeling exactly i want to know i want to understand mm-hmm. i miss us I miss, mm. you know, I miss you. I miss us together. I miss us in our life. I miss us in our bed. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to say that kind of thing to a woman can be a very deep and connecting thing. Oh, yes. But it, it's very difficult to get there because you got to learn, earn the trust of intimacy. So right. I think that's what we're talking about today is how do we sabotage that trust mm-hmm. with things like porn and addiction and, uh, you know, uh, affairs, all that stuff that mm-hmm. uh, seems to be the currency of the masculine world right now. Yeah. And is equally it's becoming a very equal opportunity world for women mm-hmm. uh, you know true. in this me too movement as women are standing up into their power one of the things i've learned over the years is you know i, I worked uh, helping to run a rape crisis center and a domestic violence center and you know doing some very heavy work with offender treatment mm-hmm. and one of the things that i really was that, that was sort of profoundly interesting to me is that uh, we really really stumble uh, in the realm of using virtue to inoculate us from uh, these more deviant places. We're always searching for a more deviant place to experience life in a bigger way. That's an interesting statement. So big, the big hammers of pleasure in the brain. We, we, we really wow. run hard for them. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think that's exactly where we should pick up when we come back from this break. We're we always searching for more, say that again, deviant? 
We're always lo- looking for more deviant and risky places because those are the big hammers of pleasure in the ah, brain. Ah, wow. Well, we'll talk about that in just a moment okay. when we come back from this break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Well, hon, I'm going in. Going in? Uh, Upstairs to the office to figure out our insurance. No need. Uh, Can't put it off. I'll see you in about six hours. Bill, there's no need. Huh? Well, I took care of it in about 10 minutes. Whoa, hon, this is complicated stuff. Yep, so yesterday I called Clune. Clune? Clune Insurance. They're brokers who handle all types of insurance for a bunch of companies. I told them our needs, they're working up a plan, and they'll be dropping by to explain everything. Yeah, but, you know, the extra cost of using a broker? No extra cost, and we get personal service. Not some out-of-the-country call center when we have a question or claim. They handle all insurance? Look, here's the info. Health, Medicare, dental and vision, disability, accident, critical illness, cancer insurance, and long-term care. They handle it all. No extra charges. Clune. Clune Insurance. (laughs) The guys are right. I'm married up. Clune Insurance. 760-805-0646-760-805-0646-760-805-0646. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number 0B42369. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. We are brought to you today by Sherry Blair, the financial consultant who is empowering women to grow beautiful financial futures. Sherry can be reached at 619-997-0416 or at sherryblair.com spelled C-H-E-R-I-B-L-A-I-R.com. All right, we're talking about male-female relationships, mayhem or mystery, or is there a way we can ever make them work? (laughs) And in our last segment, Matt Sanders, my guest today, who is a therapist, trainer, and consultant for over 20 years now, working with couples and families to create better relationships. He just made a statement that kind of blew my mind. (laughs) And that statement was, we're always looking for deviant places. I I better have him repeat it. (laughs) We'll try try it again. (laughs) My mind is that blown. (laughs) We uh, we seem to be looking for, uh, we're in pursuit of some deviant, uh, you know, kind of out of the box experiences. Um, you know, highly charged novelty, uh, risk-taking. Uh, in these places, we find that the pleasure center gets hammered much harder in us. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, as pleasure-seeking, uh, maybe even bliss-hunting people, uh-huh. uh, in this modern world, there's a lot of right. places we can get that. That's Just turn your true. phone on. You, know? you can right. find it almost anywhere. Uh, it, it, what it really does is it distances us from the closeness of real or genuine connection. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that came up in yesterday's show about pornography addiction is that yeah. many young men, 18 to 30, who are addicted to porn are finding that they can't even function sexually anymore with a real life person in a room together. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting phenomenon. 
right? Mm-hmm. You would think, uh, and a lot of men would sell it, sell it as, uh, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. You know, you can't, you can't uh, uh, expect yourself to perform sexually if you don't know how or what you're doing, or mm-hmm. if you haven't uh, practiced or rehearsed or so on and so forth. Right. I, I think that the, uh, the selling of this idea is ludicrous, you know, but uh, it seems to be a pretty, a pretty heavy industry yeah. out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that, <clears throat> you know, we were talking earlier about, you said something really interesting, I think, about how men have to kind of show up confident and with bravado in the, mm-hmm. initially in the relationship because women really are attracted to that and that's kind of what they're expecting. Right. But then at some point, if they can't get comfortable with vulnerability, the relationship's really limited in how it can grow, right? Yeah. And yeah. how do they know at what point? They can do that. There seems to be confusion about that because I think some men never get to that point of vulnerability. Yeah, it's it's if you think about what you were what you were you know you were commenting on porn and um, how attractive how attractive that is to um, to male culture specifically. Mm-hmm. There's no risk in it. That's true. I mean, there's a risk of being caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more and more, the more it's accepted, the more it's normalized. Mm-hmm. Um, we find ourselves in these highly, you know, highly risky sort of internal experiences without the external risk of being rejected. Right. So I can get a what you call a supernormal experience. What they call, I guess, what what uh, ethnobiologists would call like a supernormal experiences, which uh, which is. Um, what is that exactly? I think I, I think that was coined from a study that was done more recently in Science Magazine mm-hmm. around. Uh, I think I think what it was. There's a Nobel Prize winning researcher who studied the sticklefish <laughs> and saw that uh, the males who would mate guard um, would normally uh, kind of attack or fend off a rival male, male in the competition of of mating. Mm-hmm. So they put a surrogate. Thing in like a disc with a big red mark on it and floated it on top of the water. Uh-huh. Uh, it it um, looked like an alpha stickle fish, uh-huh. and so spent a lot of time and a lot of energy attacking this thing yeah. and not fending off the rival males, kind of the normal competition, uh-huh. because they were sort of super. It was a super normal experience around them. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, you know, it's not not unlike the supermodel experience. You know, uh, <laughs> these you're you're searching for these very unrealistic. Uh, relationships, you know, where women are constantly ready and highly orgasmic mm-hmm. and never and never rejecting you, you know, and this is <laughs> what, this is what you're doing. Yeah, everything's right. All no lined tummy up, fat. Right. And, uh, you know, they never make it. They never say a discouraging word about you. You've not been criticized once by this person. Uh, and so what happens, you get the super normal experience that creates the anxiety of being in a normal relationship. Uh. I see. And so now rejection is, you know, you, you really get hypersensitive to rejection mm. or criticism because, you know, your other um, two-dimensional uh, girlfriend, she doesn't, she doesn't talk to you that That's way. That's right. So you don't have to solve problems. But this is the real, this is the real grit of intimacy mm. that creates that depth and that love is to sit there and be able to do conflict. Well, I always thought that, that it's really about doing uh, conflict in an intimate way. Mm-hmm. That's what really creates the incredible deep connections that creates the trust mm-hmm. and that creates the, the the really wild and intense and um really uh kind of wonderful sex between a couple to be able to have that trust mm-hmm. to have had an argument before and have done it really well to have looked into each other's eyes and had some forgiveness about the misunderstanding that doorway that kicks open that's mm-hmm. the vulnerable doorway that leads to intimacy and that's mm-hmm. the fuel for it but it's hard to, it's hard to teach it because it's just so easy yeah you know to get on board with porn or, or uh, you know, the, your just, bottle of whiskey or whatever else so is available. It's so easy to do something instead of what yeah. you just described, right? Right, Yeah. Right. And there's no training for it. No, That's I know. That's the other piece. I can't tell you how many times I'm sitting in sessions with couples right. and somebody's complaining about something and I say, or even if you're seeing them alone, yeah. you know, you, someone complains and you say, have you talked to her about that? Hmm. Yep. No, no, I, I haven't brought it up. Right. And I'm like, you haven't brought it up. This is like a central issue you tell me is draining you, yeah. that is is making your life miserable, but you haven't brought it up. Well, I don't want to start the fight. I don't want to get her upset. 
And that's the thing. I think it's the avoidance. In fact, I've been talking lately with mm-hmm. a lot of clients, Matt, men, who all have been saying the same thing, that they have no issue at all with telling that little white lie to avoid right. her getting upset. Right, right. This is, a, this is interesting territory. Um, there was a guy, uh, Stan Tatkin. I want to turn anybody who's listening on to this guy. Stan Tatkin does research on attachment. Mm-hmm. And he did this little uh, TED Talk. Tatkin is T-A-T-K-I-N. Mm. Why relationships are so hard. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's it's good. really good. It's really good. Um, what he really is, is, is talking about is that we have these early attachment styles. The way we attach uh, in very early childhood mm-hmm. is kind of what we carry into later intimate relationships. And can you explain what an attachment mm-hmm. style is for our listeners? Yeah, sometimes like if, you were, if we were all to be standing in a room and watching mothers interact with their children, um, and we asked mom to leave the room, uh, we would kind of watch the child, how the child would react. Some children will distract themselves. Mm-hmm. Some will kind of look up anxiously around the room and call out for their mom. Some will wait for mom to come back and ignore her. Some will fiercely get on all fours and growl. I mean, we all have a different sort of set point around uh-huh. how we attach to intimacy or closeness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of natural biological processes. Uh, and all kids kind of attach a little bit different according to temperament, which we kind of come into the world with, right? Right. So if you carry that out into adulthood and you watch uh, couples communicate, uh, she might say to him, um, what are you thinking about? And he might say, Nothing. She'd say in her head, that's impossible. No one thinks about nothing. What are you? I wonder what he's hiding and I wonder what's going on. So the anxiety, so the anxiety someone might feel gets really amped by an avoidant personality. Meanwhile, he's trying to avoid conflict, which is increasing her anxiety, which is creating higher levels of conflict. And all this is happening kind of in concert with the two differences between men and women. Interesting. Right. So we've got yeah. attachment style laid over mm-hmm. the differences, the biological differences of men and women. So one's attachment style is avoidant. The other's yeah. is... Maybe a little more anxious. anxious. Maybe needs information. Mm-hmm. Anxiety loosely described as, is, um, is borrowing trouble from the future. So if you I think about that. anxiety is that. Great definition. So it's the unknown stuff that gets us, mm-hmm. right? So for all of us, you know, we're all Absolutely. probably walking around right now with anxiety disorders because we can't find our phone. You know, where's my phone? I don't know. I don't know the answer to this question. Where is the Google? Uh, so we get a little freaked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us do, I think. Um, but for men, the avoidance of conflict is probably a primary goal in their lives. Yes. The pursuit of, of uh, probably the pursuit of desire, the pursuit of success mm-hmm. and confidence. And these things are very high in men and the mm-hmm. avoidance of conflict. Men do conflict elbow to elbow at a bar. They'll have a conversation won't even look at each other. Yeah. And, be, and a lot of this has to do with the arousal in men. Before I worked as a psychologist, I, I bounced at bars. This is, this is kind of part of how I got through college, right? Mm-hmm. Men don't do this. Mm-hmm. They don't do this part where they look directly in each other's eyes because it's a, it's a very confrontive thing. There's kind of a head bobbing and a sidestepping. And, a, uh, you know, if they really care about the relationship, they're very careful mm-hmm. in it. So uh, it's a very interesting wow. dynamic, and yet we're asked to look directly into our partner's eyes and understand them, mm-hmm. feel what they're feeling. It's overwhelming. Most men yes. feel flooded with emotion when they try to do that. Oh, that's huge. That's really a huge insight, especially because not only do are you supposed to look at your partner and listen to what your partner right. is saying, now your partner expects you to go inside and right. access your deep, scary truth and express that. Right. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in just a minute when we come back because that's the danger zone, I have a feeling. (laughs) The danger zone. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. When you're the victim of an accident or someone's negligence, insurance companies are not going to give you fair compensation for your injuries, damage to your property, and lost income. They actually try to minimize your claim. Don't sign anything until you talk with John Sahar and the Sahar Law Firm in Carlsbad. For over 29 years, John has done battle and has won millions of dollars in damages, medical bills, loss of earnings, and pain and suffering for his clients. 
John Sahar will stand toe-to-toe with the big insurance companies to make sure you get every dime the law demands. And you don't pay until John collects money on your behalf. From San Diego to L.A., Santa Barbara to San Bernardino, for auto accidents, product liability, dog bites, any injury caused by another, if it brings pain and suffering, bring Sahar to the case. For a free case evaluation, call 760-683-2048. 760-683-2048. The Sahar Law Firm. Fighting for you. 760-683-2048. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome back to Change It Up with Paula Shaw Radio. We are so delighted to have you here today. We are talking about men and women and relationships and vulnerability and danger zones with Matt Sanders, therapist, consultant, and trainer for over 20 years. A man who's done a lot of work with relationships, with couples, and developing vulnerability and better relationships. So in the last segment, he just said something very intriguing, (laughs) that to really, you know, for communication to really be good in a relationship, what really has to happen is somebody has to look the other person in the eye mm-hmm. and say what they feel and listen to what the other person is saying, try to feel into that and respond with honesty from mm-hmm. their depths. Correct, Matt? Is that what we're saying? You make it sound so easy, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you ever tried that? I know. I'm a little trepidatious like yeah. as I say it. <laughs> uh that's the th- and we were we were talking a little bit about men and women and their differences biologically and kind of mm-hmm. how we're driven, mm-hmm. uh, what we're seeking, what attracts us, uh, kind of how we might define love, mm-hmm. how we might even define intimacy. But when we look at it, there's also on top of it an attachment style we had as a kid that got nurtured right. along the way. Right, we had a nature to be a certain way, and then it got nurtured along the way. Mm-hmm. And so if um, let's just suppose my female counterpart is a bit anxious. Mm-hmm. And, and that anxiety is sort of a lack of information. Mm-hmm. The more information she has, the more calm she feels. Right. Uh, but for me, I'm trying uh-huh. to avoid conflict. The less conflict I have, the more calm I am. Mm-hmm. And now you put those two people in a room, we're trying to solve the problem. Right. All right, whatever it is, money, kids, sex, whatever the problem, mm-hmm. trying to solve it is going to take uh, kind of both people's strength. So, so if I'm hearing this correctly, and I can see it in my office, this mm-hmm. has happened so many times. The woman keeps asking questions because she needs to gather information right. to feel comfortable, and he doesn't really want to deal with it because he do, he's avoidant and she's anxious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then so, what? <laughs> what well, do we do? Uh, well, you, what else? What I'll, I'll show you. Uh, what you said was uh, that in the office you often run into this. Mm-hmm that he's trying to avoid her asking a lot of questions. Right. Okay. And so now you feel understood because I listened. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what, as men, it's part of what we're good at. Part of what we're really good at is in a scenario, uh, what you would call kind of a heuristic or a shortcut in the way we do communication. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying a lot of things, I might be able to pick out a few of the important things and say them back to you. So what I heard was, and just and just sort of uh, kind of reduce it yeah. or distill it. Mm-hmm. Um, in doing that, the person feels very heard, and now we know what we're talking about. Right. So it's just an old trick of reflective listening, but it's but it's even more specific than that. Because if I can drop another layer and say, yeah, that's difficult, and attach an emotion to it, that must have felt real, uh, really difficult or really mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Now there's a deeper level of understanding. It's anchored in an emotion. Absolutely. And so this is what you call intimate power. Mm-hmm. And we don't practice it much because mm-hmm. it takes energy mm-hmm. and effort mm-hmm. and time. Loosely, mm-hmm. energy, effort, and time is the definition of love. Oh, I love that. That's true. And so we, we, we don't often do it. Yeah. We'd rather roll our eyes, which is a universal sign of contempt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh, you know, say you, you're doing it again. You know, you're making right. a big deal out of nothing. You're right. over dramatizing. You're always asking questions. Right. Just give yeah. me a moment, please. Yeah, yeah, why yeah, can't yeah. you know? And the reality is, you take those two minutes wow. of reflective listening and kind of deep emotional anchoring, mm-hmm. and you'll find that problem goes away a lot quicker yes. and doesn't show up again. 
And the problem being mm-hmm. probably something very valid mm-hmm. because women are really good at the scatter plot. They collect detail uh-huh. all around. Mm-hmm. This is ancient. This is, this is a skill set for true. women, looking at emotion, uh, looking at other signs. I mean, women track really well in conversation. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're usually avoiding Right. <laughs> so, so just and like single focused, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, not focused. on the conversation. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. So our brains are a little are wired a little different. Right. How are we doing on time? Do I have time to tell another like a quick uh, research oh, thing? Oh, do. We've got like five or six minutes. Five or six minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll make it quick. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so they did a study in MRI and they asked men and women questions, mm-hmm. solving math problems, any kind of science question, any kind of history question. Uh, and then they asked um, between each question under MRI, where they're kind of doing a brain scan, uh, they uh, were asking them to take a minute or clear their mind. And so what happened was what they learned was when they went back and looked at the data, mm-hmm. when that question was asked, it broke down in gender. Where they were looking for gender differences in these other ways, what broke down in gender was this notion of clearing your mind. When you ask a man to clear his mind, it goes dead blue. There's Which a little, a, a little, a, just a little red <laughs> flicker in the foothills, you know. It's like, what is that? A campfire? What is going on? What's going on out there? You know. And then, uh, but for women, it lights up like a Christmas tree. So when, when you she, say clear your when mind. When you say clear your mind, wow. yeah. So, so there's this massive difference mm. in the way that we sort of handle this downtime in our minds, mm. you know. Uh, we're busy. Yeah, you're you're busy solving problems. You're busy. You're actually checking busy, out. And we're checking out for a minute. Wow. You know. And so this is the actual biological difference in the male female mind. And so this is something to overcome in a way, mm-hmm. and to train men to get a little more clarity in terms of how they're listening, to be able to to be able to push back, in you know in their way mm-hmm. uh, by reflective listening, mm-hmm. anchoring in an emotional place. With I understand that I had an experience like that at one time, mm-hmm. uh, this kind of thing, now the problem becomes the solution. Yeah. Because we just feel understood, we feel connected, and even if we don't have a solve, we're together. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the solve, I find this is often an issue in male-female communication because women need to process through words. You know, they like to just dump mm. and go into all the detail and all that. And I know men hate to hear that, but men. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> we they, just don't know how to hear it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but men are very solution oriented. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes men right. will either say something like, okay, cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. I know what you should do. Right. Right. Or, um, Okay, yeah, you don't need to tell me all that. But they go to solution, but they're missing the, the truth that the solution for her is coming in the speaking about right. it, in the expressing herself. Right. That's a real problem issue. Now, I encourage women to just tell the man ahead of time, you don't have to fix this. I just need to dump. Mm. Do at least give them a clue. And sometimes men go, oh, great. Because otherwise, they, they got a job to do. Mm-hmm. You know, now I've got to gotta come up with an answer for what she's saying. And there may be no answer. Or maybe her answer is really, just let me tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? How do you suggest <laughs> to men they handle well, that situation? Because well, let me tell you, <laughs> cut to the chase is not a good <laughs> life. Do you want me just to jump, just cut to the chase and give you an answer? I, mean, <laughs> I could. I imagine I could. I've heard um, him do it right in this session. Look at a woman who's just really yeah, yeah. emoting and say, cut to the chase. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get to the end of the story? Yeah, exactly. Well, he's, he's, he's losing track. Because oh, the information's coming with emotion. Too much. Oh. Uh, and so he's losing his competence. Mm. What he needs to do is say, just, just a moment, I just want to, I want to make sure I heard you. Not stop talking, oh. but I just need a minute. So you said this and this and this, and so-and-so said that, and that you felt how? Mm. You know, just to be able to, to sit and say, hey, I'm listening, I'm right. feeling back. Uh, th- this is the, s- the skill that the man has to have. Yes, she can say, am I going too fast for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this too much information? Yeah. She can be aware herself uh, and so that, so that she really wants a partner in it, she can do that. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The, uh, it's coming, the, the process of releasing it is, is a dump. Mm-hmm. But, he, but he, you have to imagine that he feels responsible for every detail in right. some ways and it's overwhelming because he's trying to pick everything up at oh. once, which is why he cuts to the chase. Mm-hmm. To relieve his anxiety, his wow. overwhelm. Yeah. Right? 
I see, because he's putting pressure on himself, right. whether he knows it or not, right? because he's going to have to fix this or come up with he a solution. He has to show up smart and fix it. Yeah. And if he can't, he feels inadequate. And if he feels inadequate, that's like men falling on a sword. That's like falling on a golf bag full of swords for men. You know, <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're just not good at being inadequate. Right. You know, not being enough. It's kind of one of our big wounds. We carry that around. Like and a so wound. not being enough can also maybe get a little bit mis mixed up with vulnerability mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. men maybe don't want to go to vulnerability because that makes me feel like i'm not enough right like i should be able to handle this or i should have been on top of it or i should be able right. to know how to fix it right so that's a tricky slippery slope mm -hmm. and that is a slippery slope that i think we need to discuss in another show All matt right. sanders right. we'll because get in another show this male female stuff is huge yeah it's bigger than we think it's you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it affects everybody out there. True. Because Very whether true. you're working with men or women or you're living with one or you have male or female children, we're looking at these dynamics in everything we do. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have to thank you because you've opened my eyes in a uh, lot of ways. And good. ladies, I hope that he has given you a deeper understanding mm. of what's actually going on with your men and men, you with your women. Very so, generous. all right, I want a commitment Thank you. to come back. Another commitment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh oh. We better talk Ooh. about commitment right, phobia yeah, next time. That'll be the next topic for sure. <laughs> And right, thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank it. you it for nice. being here. And thank you to our listeners. We are so happy to have you with us. You can catch us every Saturday and Sunday evening uh, at 7 o'clock on AM 1170, The Answer on all major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Libsyn, Omni, and SoundCloud, on 15 terrestrial radio stations across the country, including iHeartRadio and Blog Talk. And if all of that you cannot remember, don't worry. You can just ask Alexa. So for more information about our show or me, go to changeitupradio.com or paulashaw.com. Oh, and where can they find you, Matt Sanders? Uh, down on Cedros Avenue in Solana <laughs> Beach. Um, is there a phone number? My number is 858-366-2104. All right. You All heard right. it. 858-316-366-2104. All right. All right. And like our Facebook page and Instagram pages, Change It Up Radio. Thanks for being with us. See you next time. Thanks again, folks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Change It Up with live transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw. Join the Change It Up movement with Paula Shaw every Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m. as we explore topics that inspire, welcome change, and create a new kind of conversation. To learn more about Paula, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities, visit changeitupradio.com. Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Change it up.